Have you been struggling to make solid cinematic films? Do you watch other filmmakers and wonder why their products look so good? You need training. Good, specialized training. Something that is easy to digest and that you can take safely at home. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about full-time filmmaker. Parker Wahlbeck and his team have put together an amazing course with over 400 training videos. Everything from Wedding Video Pro with Jake Weisler to how to edit with Premiere or Final Cut. Imagine getting proper, real-world training you can do at home. Imagine the impact that would have on your work, your skills increase, your quality increases, and then so do your prices. Click on our affiliate link below, take the free online training on their top 10 secrets to achieving cinematic shots, and see what full-time filmmaker can do for you. We did it, and it propelled our business. podcast. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today we are going to be talking about having a second job. I know it's not the most glamorous topic, um, and I know most everyone wants to just jump into being full-time right off the bat, but I really believe that taking a slower approach is much better. So let's let's kind of dive right in. There's, there's a few different parts that we want to talk about today. Um, you know, like why getting a second job is important, uh, important, uh, after the break, I want to talk about second shooting, maybe working for another brand, that kind of stuff. But you know, right now you right now, right. You're probably saying really a second job. And yes, really, you know, I'm talking about having a second job and I can say that because I have a full-time job. So I, I work full-time Monday through Friday. I do wedding stuff on the weekends, you know, obviously it's really late at night right now while I'm filming the podcast. Uh, I, it's, it's hard. It stinks at times. We had talked about me quitting at the beginning of this year, uh, because we, by February, we were on track to just, we were obliterating 2019's numbers. Like we were really on track. Um, I had, I got my position uh, about a year and a half ago and we, we were doing weddings and that kind of stuff, but we hadn't really, we hadn't had that networking piece in place yet. We didn't know a lot of planners. We didn't know a lot of photographers and I was getting kind of, you know, nervous. I, we didn't have super stable income. And, uh, so I, I put in for a few positions. I got one and now I work full time. Um, I, I, you know, during right now, during the pandemic, it's helped us exponentially because we've had job security. So no matter what has been going on with weddings, I've still had stable income coming in throughout this entire time. And that, that was un, unbelievably beneficial like that. That's, it's reduced a lot of stress. It's, it's given us stability and that kind of stuff. And, you know, right now, does it stink? Yeah, it does. It's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm filming a podcast, but 
I haven't had to worry about, you know, where we're going to eat and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's why, you know, I was thinking about this podcast in general. and was just like, you know, I think it's something that we should really talk about because I, you know, I'd love to go full time. I'd love to just quit and just work on weddings full time. I really would. I can't stress that enough. But I, I have stable, secure income with a pension. And it's one of those things to where I don't know if I want to give that up. And it might just be like, I don't know. And I like I feel secure with where I'm at. And I want other people to feel secure with where they're at, too. So I want people to be in the same position as I am. And while I think that it's really cool to say that you've quit your job and you've went full time, if you don't need to, I wouldn't recommend it. And that's just my personal opinion. And we're going to talk about, you know, why and that kind of stuff here in a second. But I think that a lot of us just want to jump in full steam ahead. And I think that it's, I think that it's exponentially safer and more beneficial to you and your brand. uh, If you don't, if you have another source of income. So let's talk about why, you know, why, why do we think that having another job is a good idea? While you are trying to build your brand and build your business, you still will have steady income. Why that is important is, I mean, ask yourself if you've ever turned down a couple. Ask yourself if you've ever gotten a bad vibe from a couple when you were on a phone phone call, when you were doing a phone consultation. And if you decided, you know what, this isn't actually for us. You know, I think, you know, we, we should probably part ways and do go, go our own, go our own way. Or do you sit down and say, you know what, I, uh, I need this thousand bucks this month. I know that this couple is going to be a nightmare and I just, I have to do it. Like which group are you in? Because if you're in the latter, that's not going to work well for your brand. You're probably doing something that you're going to regret. It's going to, there's going to be a ton of issues with it. And if you have stable, steady income, even from a part-time job coming in, you will notice that you'll have the flexibility and you can be selective. And, you know, you might be shooting six, eight weddings a month and you might be able to drop down to four or three. And then you can turn around and be specific with the ones that you're doing because the ones that you're taking are very specific with your brand. They're the ones that are going to elevate your brand. They're the ones that are going to make you more money when other people see them. Those are the weddings that you need to be going after. You, you'll notice that if you start to become selective because you have income coming in from somewhere else, that your prices are going to start to go up. If you haven't noticed, I am... Uh, always talking about raising your prices. That is a theme across every episode because that's always what I'm thinking about in the back of my mind. What can I do to raise my prices? If I am stuck taking every wedding that comes in front of me, I'm probably never going to be able to raise my prices because I'm probably shooting all the same types of wedding. That same couple, same areas, same venues, like you're probably going to get stuck into a rut. 
If you have another source of income, you can start to push those around a little bit. You can say, hey, you know what? I, I didn't get a good vibe from that couple. Uh, I don't think they're going to be good for my brand. You know, here are some other recommendations on some other people that might be able to help you. And then you can you can say, you know what? I'm not going to do that one. And that is unbelievably important because you are, you're not desperate. When you're desperate is when you start to take, you know, you're taking every job that comes, you're given discounts and that kind of stuff. Just on the topic of discounts, in general terms, we we don't offer a discount, period. We don't offer a discount for anything. Uh, a lot of people always ask me, I'm about to get off on a tangent real quick, but a lot of people ask me like, oh, you don't offer a military discount. No, I don't offer a military discount. I'm a veteran. I, I don't feel the need to offer another person a discount because they're also a veteran. That's just not, my work doesn't get worse because of somebody's occupation. And what I've noticed across the board is when you do offer a discount, um, those couples tend to be difficult to work with. It seems like once they've kind of taken that one piece, then that they just kind of take, 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 take. And I'm not saying that's the same for everybody and that kind of stuff, but I've noticed that I can't count how many times somebody has asked us for a discount. I've said that we don't offer a discount and then they've still booked us. Like that's just, most people just want a discount and you know, it's just human nature, but you don't need to be desperate and you don't need to do things like, Oh, let me take $300 off my package price. Uh, because you need that wedding. Our base price right now is thirty five ninety nine. We had a couple reach out to us a week, two weeks ago, and said their budget was $3,200. They loved our work, but they needed to keep it at $3,200. Did we lower our prices and say, hey, you know what? We'll, we'll give you our base price for, for $3,200. No, we didn't. They went another direction, and that's okay. Like, I'm perfectly okay with that. We are in a position to where we don't need to lower our prices, because I have other income that's coming in that's going to support us. Just we, you know, and that's that's really where I would like, you know, everybody that's listening, I would like everyone to be in that same position. I know it sounds, you know, crazy and some people are probably rolling their eyes, but you can really, I think having a second job, whether it's part-time, full-time, that kind of stuff, when you're starting out will also help you, uh, improve and increase your prices exponentially. You'll be moving faster than people who don't for the simple fact that you can be selective. You can take 15 weddings a year to where you spend, you know, a significant amount of time editing those films and then making, you know, really cinematic highlight films out of those uh, compared to if you were trying to do 55 weddings a year and you're just trying to churn stuff out. That's just my, my personal take. Uh, you know, I have a note in here that it's, it's more liberating being selective because you know that you have financial security, you know that you're stable. It's just, it's exponentially better just overall. You know, I, I don't enjoy working full time. 
and then also doing this pretty much full time like that it does have it does wear on you and it does have your days but it allows us to just constantly look for the right couple for us people that we actually mesh with and that kind of stuff rather than just saying it and then just booking every couple that comes through you know it gives you a chance to like say you know you've done a few catholic ceremonies uh, and you don't want to do Catholic ceremonies anymore. Then once somebody tells you that they, and there's nothing you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just using Catholic ceremonies as an example because I think the last one that we did was about an hour and a half long. Um, just because you don't like spending an hour and a half, you know, filming one thing, then when people tell you that they're doing a Catholic ceremony, then you can push them, you know, to somebody else. You can turn around and recommend you know, one of your friends and that kind of stuff. Just for the simple fact that you know that you don't need to take everything that you're that you're coming that's coming across your plate. So uh, we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna talk about second shooting and working under another brand uh, next. Do you still email a PDF for a contract? Are you struggling to remember who you sent files to or what those files were? You need a solid CRM, a customer relation management tool a program that will send professional files and contracts all on your behalf. One that does not need to be printed, signed, and emailed back. Is this the Stone Age? You need HoneyBook. We've been using them for years now, and it increased our productivity by taking menial tasks and automating them. You can set up custom workflows to automatically send emails, payment reminders, thank you responses, etc. You can send brochures, questionnaires, and invoices too. We have three set up. One for when a couple inquires, one for after a call with a couple, and one for a booked wedding with nine steps. That saves us so much time on the back end. What would you do with more time? Spend more time with your family, spend more time working on creative projects, or just simply relaxing. Use our affiliate link below to save 50% on your first year. Go ahead. It's on us. Start saving time and money today. All right, everybody. Welcome back from break. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk about second shooting and working under another brand next and why why I think that these two are important, especially if you're very adamant about not getting another job. Uh, second shooting, just in general terms, you can make a lot of money second shooting. You can... If you are a good second shooter, meaning you really understand what you're doing, you understand what uh, the person you're working under is looking for, you're able to connect equipment, you're able to get the audio up, you remember to hit record during the important moments, uh, your you know your composition's good, your framing's good, all that stuff set up, you can really make a lot of money, especially if you're dependable, you know what I mean? You're, you're on time, you're turning over footage when you should and that kind of stuff. You know, I'd really recommend hopping on Facebook, going into wedding photography groups, going into wedding videography groups, uh, especially local ones, because there's always people asking for help, or you could just simply, you know, leave a post with, Hey, I'm so-and-so, uh, here's my website or here's my YouTube channel. I'd really love to second shoot for some people and then just start off second shooting. And, uh, you know, there's always somebody asking for a second shooter in those groups. Like I see it all the time. 
I want to say for us, I have a New England area wedding professionals. So that's a group that has planners, photographers, videographers, you know, makeup artists, hairstylists, all that stuff. Uh, I'm in like three local groups and there's always people in there chatting about all kinds of stuff. So I'd, I'd really recommend, you know, starting there to, you know, work on second shooting. Uh, the object would be that it's twofold. One, you're working under somebody who is, you know, good, talented, that you can learn from, that you can develop and grow from. Uh, and also you're making some money. You know, you're not going to get paid the world being a second shooter, but that is income coming in. So if you have only booked two of your own weddings, you know, for the month, you might be able to second shoot four, five other weddings that month. And then you can use that money to, you know, counterbalance you doing six weddings. Uh, the, or, or even being an assistant, I forgot about that. Like even, even if people don't need a second shooter and you know, you might be able to just hop on board with another team and just start off with that team as being an assistant, you know, lugging gear, setting tripods up, all that kind of stuff, because you're still going to learn and you're still probably going to get paid. So, uh, the intent is you're starting out, you're starting your business out and you're, you're trying to grow and, you know, like I said in another episode, that professional development is really, really important. And you just, you want to work underneath people that's going to help you. And then eventually, you know, you'll branch out and you'll do your own stuff. And, uh, I would not recommend that you're in a assistant position for years. That's not the point that I'm getting at. Uh, second shooting is one thing. Like if you enjoy working for somebody, you know what I mean? Like second shooting is fine. That's second shooting. Um, the, not to toot my own horn, but, um, a little long distance reached out to us a couple, like a month ago and asked if I could second shoot for them up in Maine. Regrettably, I had a wedding, which was just kind of gut wrenching because that would have been a really, really great opportunity to work under somebody who was, if you haven't looked at a little long distance, you should, their work is phenomenal. Uh, so I was really, I was really sad that I wasn't going to be able to do that just in general terms. Cause that like, I can't stress that enough. That would have been just a, just a phenomenal opportunity to work under, you know, somebody who is super talented because you, you can learn a bunch just from just working that eight hour day. So, you know, I'd, I'd highly recommend reaching out to people, seeing if they need second shooters, seeing if they need an assistant and then, you know, try to get your, try to get your foot in your door, foot in the door that way. The other thing that, that we do, and I still do is working underneath another brand. Now, once you're a little farther along in your career, I really recommend doing this. Um, we've been contacted by two different, companies that are national. So they do weddings every weekend, uh, all across the country. And they, a lot of these companies like to use local videographers because they don't have to pay travel or, you know, per diem or anything like that. They're just paying for the raw time for you shooting. And once you have a portfolio set up, that could be like a YouTube channel or your website, something like that. Um, 
you can start reaching out to these really large companies and seeing if they need uh, an actual lead videographer. So we're in a position to where we have all of our own equipment. Uh, we have our own lighting. Like we, I don't need to rent anything. I got three cameras for when I'm shooting for one of these brands, which is, you know, plenty. Uh, and we, uh, I shoot for them all the time. Like that's, yeah, I don't want to say it's easy money because that's not what I'm getting at. It's just, they receive so many, I want to say since yesterday, I've probably gotten seven emails from one of those companies with dates in October for weddings in the New England area. Um, and any one of those, you just respond back and say, yeah, you know, I'm available for that one. I'll do that one. The, um, uh, how I kind of use that just in general terms is we will shoot, say, two three of our own weddings in a month. And then I'll knock out two, three of those also, because I don't need to do anything with it. I just go shoot, upload the footage to a server and then charge my batteries. That's all I'm doing. Just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And I get paid for the day that I'm there. And then that's it. I I'm done. I don't interact with the couple. I don't, you know, that's just how that works. So I go shoot, turn the footage over, call it good because they are so big. They have just a ton of work coming through, uh, especially both of these two, the, uh, I'd, you know, even if you had a second job, I'd recommend trying to strive for this because people can probably earn a normal living just by shooting under a larger brand. Like if you were knocking out two weddings a weekend and that's all you were doing, you're making a, a couple thousand bucks a week. So, you know, that's just something to think of. Uh, you, you, you can shoot. I don't know why I just stuttered as much as I did right there, but you could shoot almost as much as you want and not have to edit anything. So if editing is not your gig, then by all means, like to try to try to be a lead shooter for a larger company. Even if you own your own brand and you are doing your own thing, you can lead shoot for larger companies to offset income. So again, this goes back to being selective with clients. It helps us because I only do well in the last six weeks, I've done a wedding every week, but, um, and they, they were our weddings. They, they weren't any, any with these other companies, but the, um, you can be selective because you know that you can fall back on work that's coming in through another source, especially if you're doing it with multiple ones. So it's, you know, I always want people to think in the back of their head, you know, that, that mantra, like work smarter, not harder. Like that's, that's always what I'm thinking about. Like what, what can I do to a professionally improve and B make more money. And I know that that sounds ridiculous, but at the end of the day, all of us are trying to make a profit. All of us have to eat. All of us have bills to pay. I got two kids. They got to go to school. Like that's just life. So I am always thinking, what can I do to make more? Like, what can I do to have more security right now? For me, that's working a full-time job. That's knowing that I have benefits and that kind of stuff. And then on the weekends, I can pick 
you know, hey, I'll do these two be about exposure weddings uh, this weekend, but I'll do another four with these two other companies that'll offset income. Uh, I think that it's a really great side hustle, uh, especially because you are not dealing with anything with the couple. You're not planning, you're not scheduling, you're not getting on consult calls, you're not doing any of that. You go, you shoot, you come back, you get on an Amazon, you know, web server or Google Drive, and you just drop footage in, and you're done. Like that's, that's to me, when I say easy money, that's what I mean. Like that's, I'm going, I'm shooting, I'm giving them a good product. I record great audio. I have, you know, three cameras going during the ceremony and I'm done. That's it. So I, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's easy money. And just like with anything else, I would recommend, you know, once you shoot for somebody, even as a second shooter, once you shoot for people and you've kind of established yourself and you have a good reputation and that kind of stuff, I'd really recommend negotiating rates like that. That should be like back to that whole constantly raising prices and that kind of stuff. Like that should always be in the back of your head too. Like that's always something that I'm thinking about. If I'm, if I'm shooting for somebody and I'm charging a hundred bucks an hour right now, uh, within the next six months, you know, it's probably time to sit down and talk about like bumping it to 125 or 150, that kind of stuff. Like that's, it's really important that, you know, you, you understand your worth and that you get compensated for it at the same time. That's just my, my two cents. Um, so just to kind of wrap things up. I know this is a little short podcast, but I, I thought this was, it's important, especially right now, because I, I want people to that light never makes it. I just went on. Sorry. I just had a squirrel moment. The uh, light behind me just turned off again. Um, it's, you know, while while having a second job and working for another company or working for another brand, like it doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound like, Oh, you know, I, I own my own wedding film house and I'm doing X, Y, and Z, et cetera, et cetera. Like just kind of get that out of your head. Like that's you know, sexy is paying your bills. Sexy is being able to go on vacation, that kind of stuff. Like that to me is that's sexy. Not like, Oh, I own my own business. Like that doesn't mean that your business is doing well. So it's really important that you just kind of, you, you take a step back and say to yourself, like maybe getting a second job or shooting underneath someone's brand is really good for me because I can be more selective I can be, you know, more financially secure. Um, and then you can start to really look at weddings that fit your brand and elevate your brand and allow you to raise your prices. And what, what I like to stress is that doesn't mean you have to do it, you know, ad infinitum. Just once you get to a good point, like right now with us at five grand a wedding, if we're booking three weddings a month for 12 months, just in just raw numbers wise, if we're booking that many weddings throughout the year, like we're doing pretty well. And maybe I don't need my full-time job anymore, but having that full-time job has allowed me to be selective with the clients that I do have to get us to the point to where we're at. So that it's really important. And with COVID being around 
you know, having a second job can mit mitigate just a ton of stress because you know that you have income coming in because our industry has just been beaten over the last few months because especially in New England with everything that's going on. So having that extra income coming in can really, uh, it'll backfill for lost clients and it'll help just in general with stress. So I know it sounds counterintuitive, but having alternate sources of income in the beginning will help you go full-time faster. It'll, it'll help you propel yourself faster. So, you know, just, just try it. If you don't like it, quit. <laughs> uh, so, you know, be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast. Be sure to join our private Facebook group, Wedding Filmmaking for Beginners. Uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening. And I hope everybody is staying safe. Everyone is staying, staying healthy. And we'll see you guys here in a couple weeks. All right, bye. Are you looking at a really nice camera you can't afford? Are you wondering how companies afford six red Monstro 8K cameras and all the trimmings? You need to make more money so you can buy one. No, I'm kidding. You need to rent. Renting equipment is way easier than you think. You can ship it all back and forth from your house and it's way cheaper than buying. Best of all, you should include the rental cost in your pricing to pass on the expense because you're shooting with better gear. Wouldn't it be great to use something other than a Canon SL2 for your next project? Rent a Sony a7S 3 or a Canon 1DX Mark III. You don't need to buy them. We rent additional cameras, lighting gear, and audio equipment all the time from Borrow Lenses. We've never had a late shipment or anything other than an awesome experience with their customer service. Use our affiliate link below to get renting today and you'll have professional equipment tomorrow.